Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Content Cube, episode 40, the big 4-0. This is 40. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosier. I'm Zach Holmstein. And uh, we watched uh, Satoshi Kon's uh, Perfect Blue, the uh, animated film classic. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But I figured we'd start off with, how's y'all's week been? Uh, Man, you can go first, Jake. I think we both kind of... Had similar weeks, I guess. We both you went home, so did I. Uh, right? Yeah. Was that um, I I you know? I went home. Um, see my family, see my girlfriend. Um, it's been it's been fine. Um, last night, me and Allie made dinner for my family. We made oh. Parmesan fried chicken with a lemon sauce. Some chicky um, we, chicky parm parm. Yeah, some chicky chicky parm parm. We made this. Uh, these little potatoes in the air fryer made some broccoli um we've done this multiple times and my family hotly anticipates what we're going to make them it is quite stressful the pressure is on um and we always uh underestimate how long it's going to take us to make the meal we're like be ready at 6 15 and then at seven o'clock we're like okay i think we're like 15 minutes away um i think it is because i am slow i don't know how you guys are cooking unless it's a meal that i've made I think at least three times, I just feel slow. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really time myself. Life's not really a competition, Jake. Uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I cook sometimes. I mean, I, um, I do what I can. I, I, I you know, making, <laughs> I don't make very elaborate recipes here. Uh, I'm just not capable of that yet. But, um, you know. Zach, you're an absolute fucking menace, dude. Like, I still can't get the visual out of my mind of, like, you making the rice and the ramen and mixing cooking. it together. That's not me cooking. That's okay? you making food. That's and Zach, me heating there's been up what someone else has cooked. There's been a couple times where, like, I've been making rice for onigiri. I've been making, like, rice balls with, like, different meat fillings and stuff. Mm. Uh, and that's easy. And I have the rice. I'm like, what if I just put it with ramen? And I actually, like, get revolted and I can't do it. Like, I want to see through your eyes, Zach. I want to empathize, but, like, end of the day, like, I can't do it. Man, at the end of the day, the rice was collateral damage to me. I just wanted to put the chicken with the noodles. Okay. The I chicken see. that I went kinda, with the TV yeah. dinner, and I wanted them to go into the, the ramen noodles. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I wasn't in a mood to siphon it out and uh, really, really dissect what goes in and what doesn't. So I dumped it all in one big bowl, and I ate it. And I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah, uh, my week has been everyone. Hey, I'll I'll go my week. Uh, my week pretty by the numbers. Uh, Twitter was fun again for a little bit. Mm. <laughs> um, and Why I just want to apologize. I just want to apologize to the listeners because the big me- because like last I've kind of been off the game with upload schedule because like you know school we haven't really gotten down a day. It's just like are we doing this day? No, that doesn't work. Uh, hasn't worked for the past ten weeks, but we just never actually like. <laughs> uh, figured out <laughs> figured out what day to do so i've been like hey you know we record after the debates like i can get this up a couple days later it won't matter uh and the day i'm editing it i check my phone the big wet man the the big president he got covid and i'm like damn this such a fucking idiot because now the listeners are living in a reality where donald trump got covid 19 and i'm not like the, uh, we we are just like oh man like they both look like shit kinda like they're both old as fuck, but now what now they're like 
they're like dying at different rates, you know? Like, like I'm, I'm in like the Biden's like kind of physically worse looking than Trump reality. And then everyone else is in the Donald Trump has COVID and is probably going to die in the next two weeks. But at, le- at least we won't be behind that, right? Because, I mean, we'll, we'll get there as we get there. But I just want to apologize to the listeners for the dated content. Um, and I'm not on that high. You know, I'm not on that high that I was when, when, when I saw that thing on Twitter. So, like, I'm not really high energy. So I can't talk about, like, why I had so much fun on Twitter. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it, I felt bad. Like I felt genuinely bad. I'm like, man, like we covered the presidential debates and now the president's dying and what? it's not in the podcast. <laughs> Let's just hope he doesn't die in the next two days. Cause then we'd be really outdated. I'm going to try to get it up, it up by tomorrow. Don't even put it up if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a nice time capsule of me being like, president's not dead. <laughs> I'll be, it'll be like, it'll be like, we're the last ones alive that don't know the president. Yeah, we'll be the last ones alive that know the president's not dead because he he's dead and he wouldn't know he's dead because you don't know that. You know that episode, Brian, where you manifested that uh, whatever her name would be VP. Can you do yeah. that here, too? Where like immediately I get off the podcast and check Twitter and I'm like, oh, he's dead. Jake, are you telling me you want me to say in a public forum <laughs> that I want the president of the United States to die slowly choking on his own phone? No, I want you to say. Are you asking me to say that? What? I want you to say he will it's like die that. slowly. It's the, it's the classic uh, whitest kids you know sketch, isn't it? Isn't yeah, that what it yeah. is? It's like I'm yeah. just letting you know that it is illegal for me to look you in the eye and say, "I want the president to die." I want. Something. I mean, I think I can <laughs> say the president. I think I can say I want to kill the president. I just don't think I can say. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I gave it to him on purpose uh, as an assassination attempt. Um. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, if we're going on the reality factor, right? Kamala Harris, that was the funniest option for me. Uh, just, you know, it, it would have been the funniest option. And I think it would be really funny if President Trump died. If, like, can you, like, it, I, I've been, like, trying to articulate this. And it's not just that I think he's, like, like, epic and deserves to die. It's more than that. It's, like, it's, I want... I've witnessed so many generation-defining tragedies in, like, the <laughs> past, like, couple years, even. And I just, I want one that really only affects, like, one guy. And I want some that has, like, some poetic, like, coolness to it, right? I mean... Like, it's poetic. Like, he, he's like, oh, like, I, uh, he wears masks all the time. Funny. Like, he said that he, like, made fun about him for wearing a mask. He's been downplaying the virus. It would be, like, ironic and cool, like, to... To, to fucking uh, to see it. it would be like it would be like poetic in a way like everything else is just like damn like this shit's just happening for no reason things just keep getting worse and this would be like a, ge- a generation defining tragedy uh, that that I can look at and say this doesn't matter to me like it doesn't hurt you know it's just like it, I want more textbook moments that aren't bad does, is that does that make sense Yes, this chapter in the history textbook is going to be fucking insane. There's going to be a whole book. Uh, like, I mean, in fucking 500 years, there's going to be a fucking post on Reddit 3. And it's going to be like, today I learned that the President of the United States died of COVID-19 after making fun of people who had it. And that's going to be like a funny little history trivia fact for the future humans. You know what I mean? You, you bring up the book being its own chapter, and I... I actually find that that would be true because I can easily see in 
a hundred years how we have how some larger high schools and college specifically have those ultra specific classes where yeah. I, this will be that like we're gonna follow yeah. from 2016 well it might be to 2024 hopefully not um just american politics and the trajectory yeah, of all that so fucking cool dude in the I, 2020 I even... chapter of the history textbook years from now how how many pages does does christopher nolan's tenet get do you honestly <laughs> movie theaters might get a little section it honestly <laughs> depends if it honestly depends if the plot point of tenet comes true it's the one <laughs> movie that came out this year it's the one movie <laughs> i just love how the, i just love how like bond got delayed in every movie theater in america died okay <laughs> james not, bond license to kill movie theaters not to not to completely detour us but that was one of the things i wrote down i wanted to talk about what's gonna happen to both movies and movie theaters because we are in a oh, spot yeah. where i mean most movies have pushed till 2021 um right. and most of them are later in 2021 all movie theaters have basically shut down except amc which cool lose all your money um what do you guys think is going to happen? Because I feel like they need to start pivoting soon, or do they have enough reserves to I th- not? I think Crudes 2 is going to drop <laughs> November 25th and entirely just put the fucking team on its back and save the movie theater industry. I mean, I'd have to thank Trolls uh, for, for what it did. Um, took a stand and killed the entire theater business. Um I don't know. I mean, I, you know, someone on Twitter got like fucking, they raged at me. Like this dude with a film podcast, like gave me like a 17 uh, tweet reply. When I said, I'm like, man, I don't think anything worse than this has happened to movie theaters. Uh, and he explained why it's not. And I think he's wrong. Uh, I think this, I, I'm going to say, looking back on it now that the uh, COVID-19 is definitively the worst thing that's ever happened to movie theaters. Uh, Agreed. I don't think even half of these theaters are going to reopen. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, man, yeah, I, drive, drive-in owners are just, like, it's like 1950 again for them. They're loving it. Oh, dude, I, I've short selling drive-in theaters. So you have no fucking idea. I was so, I was so stoked. It was actually me. I am the pandemic. I did this. <laughs> so my stock in drive-in theaters would go through the roof. I am 500% richer than I was before. Uh, back to the history book thing. I mean, if you think of like sections of history as like tv show episodes like 2020 is at least a two-part season finale oh you know that's like a two-parter episode what i think it's more than that well i mean mean, if we're going like i mean 2020 is an hour special Uh, like it's it's the fucking spongebob like uh you know yearly 40 minute special it's that in the history book sense yeah um i can't remember anything that happened uh between now and 2016, besides Trump getting elected, just nothing happened. I mean, things got worse for a lot of people, but nothing cool. Uh, it's just been, uh, I mean, I really couldn't wish for anything better than COVID, really. I mean, <laughs> I'm living history. Everyone's like, man, we have to go back. We have to go back to the olden times. But we're embracing tradition uh, and dying like it is the fucking... Th- this is... It's so hard to articulate, man. Because like I could yeah. say this is my nine eleven, but like this is way this is way bigger than nine eleven. This is this is eternal. Uh, I'm gonna be living in my fucking apartment till the day I die when I turn twenty four or some shit. Like I, I just cannot. 
I can. It's so bad. It's so it bad. Is, uh, it is un. It is undescribable on a scale so large. Yeah. Um. Did either of you watch Trump's five-minute video he put out on Twitter like half an Which hour one? ago? Which one? He keeps putting. Oh, half an hour ago. What did yeah. he say? Um. He basically talked about whatever drug they gave him, and he repeats thirty times that it's so good. Um, he says he spends a whole section blaming China for everything and all the things we're going to do to them because of what yeah. they did to us. Um, he says that he's like, ah, I don't really care about a vaccine anymore because that drug was really good. I feel great. He's like, we're still going to get a vaccine, but I, I don't really care as much anymore. I mean, he's on steroids so he can move and he'll die in like seven days. Um, he looks really orange again. Okay, that's good. That's good. Because there was a while where he, they weren't even oranging him. And uh, it gave me, it really actually bummed me out and made me <laughs> sad because he, he looked like skin tone. And I thought that was kind of like against the uh, the American way. Um, they're giving him a bunch of steroids and like it seems to be fucking him up. Uh, because <laughs> he's, he does seem to be a little bit weirder. Um, He's just like, oh, I'm feeling great after three days. I should leave. That's funny. He'll kill more people around him. Uh, but I remember like one like aide or someone was like, oh, he he's got he's eaten like three times the normal amount. Like he's he has a very healthy appetite. I'm like, that's like a steroid thing. <laughs> like like he is. Um, <laughs> he's on like really hard shit. They only give to people that are like in critical condition. Another great part of the video is when he's like. I, I want to think we have we have the best doctors, the the best nurses in the world. We have the best first responders. Oh, we have the best law enforcement. And then he like pauses and then yeah. he's like, we have the best firefighters. I was like, of course you had to throw that in. Of course you yeah, need to I reference mean, that. Thank you. Uh, but um, I don't know. I just think it's uh, it's we, we, interesting times, I guess, is what people say when they're like, oh, this doesn't you know, it, it's very uh, interesting and cool. Uh, I mean, I get to live a JFK 9-11 same year. I mean, it's like, it's, it's really cool. Like, I mean, I just can't, I can't fucking believe, and I don't, I, I don't like talking just like this basic bummer talk and like, oh, Trump's stupid. I don't, I don't like doing that for too long, but like something I saw today that really cheered me up was like... <laughs> It was like it was like a it was like an interview he did with Fox, like a phone call, like before he announced that he tested positive, but he absolutely had to have known um, that he, that he had COVID. And, dude, he went he. <laughs> I think I think at the point in the time, like he knew he had it, but like he still did like a buffet thing with like yeah. with like a bunch of like high ranking Republican donors. I'm like, I get I get throwing your sweaty hat into like the Trump like. Uh, into like the uh, rally audience like fuck them who gives a shit like they're just voters they don't matter if they die but like you've poisoned like the only people that matter in the political process like <laughs> you went to a fucking buffet with all your donors that was really that was great but then on the fucking Trump phone call like he's always talking about like hugging and kissing the soldiers <laughs> and and it's it's like oh it's like it's terrible like you can't, it's hard to say no when like a soldier or, like a police officer comes up to you like you can't tell them like Get away! It's terrible. Like you know, sometimes they come up to you and uh, stuff happens. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I wish you would have done a grand United. Had States. sex with all these military. <laughs> I wish you would have done get up a, to you and things happen. A grand national tour of all the Golden Corral buffets. Just did a bunch of photo ops. <laughs> 
It's just been like, I mean, Chris Christie's going to die. Uh, Stephen Miller's going to die. <laughs> like, the funny thing about Stephen Miller is that he didn't fucking get it when his wife had it. He got it now. Like, what a fucking loser, dude. You don't even fuck your wife. <laughs> you got sick at work. You fucking loser. I, I just like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I am excited to see what the next 10 days hold. Um, I Twitter's fun again. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, it was like good, and then like Twitter's like you can't, uh, you can't say you want the president to die, and I, I felt that was weird because I, I, I constantly see people wish for other people death on Twitter all the time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just been like really interesting, yeah, that like kind of out of nowhere with that new rule. Not saying that that probably shouldn't have been a rule from the beginning for everyone. <laughs> Oh, I mean, but, but they said it was a rule for everyone. They're like, oh, we've never done We've always been. had a policy. It hasn't been. Zach, Zach knows from firsthand experience. He tweets about yeah. Last Jedi all the time. Yeah. 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 I, death threats are like second nature to me at this point. Like I get death threaded all the time, you know, for, for liking a movie and saying that you shouldn't abuse an actress because of her character. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Fuck I guess. you for that, Zach. That's horrible. I know. Zach, I I'm going to go firebomb die, your huh? house. <laughs> Do it before my midterm on Monday, please. But yeah, I mean, like people, and it's like my least favorite, like, it's like my least favorite lib tweet where it's like, oh, like the writers for America really got, the writer for the season of America really gone off the rails. I'm like, shut the fuck up. But then like, uh, like nothing else is going to happen, right? And then something <laughs> always happens. I say, you're right. You're right, Lib. Twitter, the writers have indeed gone off the rails. Trump got COVID and gave it to everyone he knew. <laughs> uh, he gave it to everybody. Chris Christie has asthma. <laughs> All these people are going to fucking die. And he knew he had it. <laughs> He went to the debate knowing he had it. So, Zach, how was your week? <laughs> my, uh, my week, huh? Um, <laughs> man, I don't know. Uh, it was, you know, your run-of-the-mill week. I also went home. Uh, <laughs> I had to take care of my dogs uh, at home. I'm sorry, so, like, I just can't it's, keep it's cool up that with, you got with to go reality home, like, right now. Hang out with your family, Jake. I had to go home because my family was not there. Uh, so oh. it was just, <laughs> just me chilling in an empty house for like four days uh, with my dogs. Um, and I mean, my so I guess never home. So it's <laughs> it's not really like I get to hang out with them. Yeah, so that was fine. Uh, I mean, I still saw my siblings, you know. I mean, they just don't live there. Um, but so that was fun, I guess. Um and then yeah, came came back and uh, back back at it in Columbia, Missouri. You know my my true home. Aw, aw. I something happened to me today that I don't know if either of you have had to deal with, but I have dealt with my entire life as I have gone to all the same schools my brother has gone to. Being um, a guy named Jake Mosher with the <laughs> hair color you have. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've never dealt with that. <laughs> I'm sitting in my class today, and this chick, uh, she she joined us as a re- uh, guest speaker, and our professor was having her give her presentation from a few years ago, um, the end of the semester, like, research project presentation, and she's like, this is one of the best ones, um, like, I have her come back every year to show it, 
and uh, she starts referencing um, the teachers like, oh, like, what are your other partners up to? She's like, what is Sam up to? And she's like, oh, Sam's at grad school. It's like, huh, I wonder wonder if this is my brother. And then sure enough, she pulls up the presentation. And there it is. There's my brother's name. And I can't tell you the amount of times I go into a class and his name is the example presentation. And boy, it's just a lot of pressure. I was hiding in that, that Zoom chat. I was like, please no one recognize my last name. Man, they, That's man, rough. they, they probably, I, I mean, right off the bat, they, they hit you with that, whoa, your brother's work is so great, Jake. Can you be like that? And also, whoa, Jake, are you going to get a beard like your brother? Like, I mean, like all these questions. I just, coming in? Today. I just shaved today. You missed it. It was, I hadn't shaved no, in like a week. No, there's no way you didn't look like, <laughs> there's no way you looked like Sam's beard. Oh, no. Though. No, never. Well, I could when's never. it coming out? I, I don't think, I mean, I'm not like talking shit on you. My brothers have more, I mean, it's not, I mean, their facial hair isn't that great, but like I can't even get what they have. Uh, I can't grow shit besides little fucking spider legs on my chin. Like it's not, it's not attractive. I, I did an interview with Sam just a couple days ago for like one of his projects or something. <laughs> That's fun. He was interviewing Ooh. me about the MUTV uh, COVID experience. Honestly, can we talk about that? Because I have no idea. No? Okay, never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, he, he was interviewing me. Um, and let's just say I asked, is this getting published before we begin? <laughs> um, the answer, no. I, I feel like Huge. I can reference this because I'm not in MUTV anymore. Um, I Traitor. went uh, a week ago to first watch to get uh, pick up some breakfast, and uh, nonetheless, a former staffer, now still member of MUTV, works at First Watch, and I asked that individual how it was going, and the response I got seemed to be tentatively, it's a little bit of a mess. Um, yeah, I mean, none of us knew anything was going to happen. Like I, I mean, who... Why would anyone plan for anything? I, I didn't expect the idea. I did not expect uh, the Mizzou um, response to COVID to be uh, this. You know, I you know I we're dying for the economy. Uh, I did that at the beginning, right? When they and now I'm dying for Mizzou's economy uh, by them keeping me here. Uh, I, I just expected it to all get shut down, right? I think everyone did. Yeah. Uh, so I, planning was a little. You know, why bother? I mean, every other school is not happening. Uh, why would this be any different? And th the reason is that it's expensive to go here and uh, they <laughs> want to keep, they want to hold on to it. Um, yeah. I mean, METV, I think it's uh, tentatively uh, existing. Uh, fine. I, th I think things are looking better than worse. <laughs> That's good. Love to hear. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I was in a meeting with a with a higher ups yesterday, and they sat. They asked if uh, I think they asked if like uh, this podcast wanted to come back into the fold. And I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I said Biden was like 10 percent Vivance last week. I'm going to talk about how funny it would be if the president dies next week. I, I do not think. God, I, wish <laughs> I, I was, do not think it's going to be I was a good fit. In on that meeting. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, man. I do not think it's going to be a good fit. But the next but, podcast, uh, I'm we'll going to shit on Mizzou for an hour. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, do oh, I yeah, shit we, on Mizzou? Uh, yeah, no, we, but we got, uh, we got in trouble a little bit for shitting on Mizzou and MUTV. Did we? Uh, some of the, the headlines. Did we? Wait. Oh, the headlines. Was, uh, MSA, yes. baby. <laughs> MSA. Yeah, no, just Mizzou two student, individuals uh, at the MSA, yeah. uh, at the uh, Mizzou. Like, uh, why, why do we still fucking have that? Can I, can I, you know, student councils. I, I get it in high school when you want to make kids, like, feel important <laughs> and, like, matter and, like, 
oh, we got to give them a sense of responsibility and ownership over their stuff. But fucking college? Are we still LARP? Are we still pretending? Are we pretending with these fucking kids? Are we? Why, why do we have some fucking 23-year-old fucking up there being like, oh, yeah, I fucking matter in how the school is run? Like, no, dude. Like, did you donate $16,000 to get a library named after you? Fuck off. I mean, like, they don't give a shit about you. Like, you uh, called one man a LARPer and our video got taken down. Yeah, he was LARPing being a senator. He's like, oh, I got to make my stand and get rid of MUTV. (laughs) It's like, you're not even elected, dude. Shut the fuck up. What are you doing? Everyone thinks you're dumb. Uh, (laughs) God, that was. That was an experience. What I, wish- I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm like, I remember I remember people doing this in high school. Like, not even in high school did we pretend to give that much of a fuck. Oh, no. Uh, my, my student council, definitely. No, student I mean, council they, in they high school. They knew what they were. Yeah, at my high school, student council were, and God bless them, they, they did a lot of great stuff. They were just, like, people that would, like, plan prom and set stuff up yeah. and clean up. Yeah. And, I make know, posters that reference the local drug yeah, dealer. Organized like, dances, just stuff <laughs> like that. Maybe maybe uh, use their sway to get us some like pay a dollar and wear some jeans today. Wow, <laughs> thank <laughs> you, student council. Uniforms. <laughs> yeah, no, student council. Fucking, I mean, I, what do we do? I, I made posters that reference the local drug dealer for prom, and I, I, other stuff of the like. But I don't think I, I, it's hard to say because did did the MSA Senate technically uh, hold the uh, f- fate of MUTV in their hands? Yes. Yeah. They did. Uh, and so I guess in a sense they matter, but I think they only matter in a sense of what does Mizzou, like what does the upper management at Mizzou not care about what happens to? It's like, it's like when like uh, your rich friend, like his dad gave him money to like invest in stock and learn how the stock market worked. I think that's what the, what like colleges do with the student council. It's like, oh yeah, here's like three clubs you can destroy just to like, uh, you know, figure out how that works. Like figure out how bureaucracy works to just like uh, crushing people like their ants. Like just kind of test that out. Like kill your soul. Um, but yeah, I'm just like kind of shocked we still have that at all. It's a fucking... It's a for-profit institution. Uh, like, why the fuck do we have, like, this clownery, like, pretending? Like, I just don't, I really don't understand it. It's actually bothering me when I think about it. It's very weird. Um, I remember <laughs> last year that, I mean, the, the LARPer was trying really hard to argue. He's like, I, I was voted by students to represent them. Therefore, I should have the, like, ability to make the decision to strike you down. And then we were like, like when was that vote? Maybe five percent of the student population voted for you. You do not represent them. Maybe one percent no, no. know you exist. No, no here's no. the oh, God, fucking no. thing. Less. <laughs> I mean, when I was like, I remember a lot of them were saying like, "Oh, I don't know what MUTV is." And then when I went up to speak at that hearing, I said, "I don't know who you guys are." Um, <laughs> Epic burn. <laughs> uh, but the the guy, the LARPer, and I know he, I know he was smart enough, not, smart enough not to contradict himself like that. So I don't think he said that, but he specifically was not elected. He was one of the appointed people. Oh. So he was not elected to do that. Some fucking teacher recommended him or something. I really need to, you know, this is my last year. I need to figure out what the fuck the MSA is and how it works. Because I swear to God, man, I don't get it. I don't know what it is. Okay, MSA. NSA, I'm giving you a tentative apology. Feel free, I'm putting it in a glass box. Break if I'm wrong, right? Break in case of emergency, Brian was wrong. 
but I'm going to fucking find out what you guys are and how much power you actually really hold. And I'll get back to you and tell you if I'm, if I apologize for saying you guys don't matter. Um, and of course my views are, uh, expressed purposely by me and not, um, MUTV. I'm just a guy, right? Uh, this is, this is no longer an MUTV product. I don't believe. I, I, I don't think so. If Trump dies and MSA is actually useful, God, this episode's just useless. Yeah, I, mean, I, I trash it. <laughs> if I if I predict, I mean, so <clears throat> what are we talking about? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah I, I guess. Yeah, let's jump into that. Let's get it. Let's get into that now. Perfect blue. Let's get into I fiction. Might, Too much nonfiction you know, to begin. You the know what I today. might do. I might just switch the order that these appear, because I feel like we've never gone this long without talking about the movie, and I feel quite bad, uh, but I'll figure it out. Um, Perfect Blue, a film by the late Satoshi Kone, an anime film from what year? Allow me to investigate. Folks. 1998. Seven. 1998. Minus Seven? one. Who? 1998 who? minus one. Who can say? Who can say when this movie came out? But I can say, movie good. Thoughts? Wow, what a lead-in. <laughs> I watched this. Uh, we Audiences might know this. I don't remember if we talked about it. We were planning to watch this a few weeks ago, and then Brian didn't feel too good. Um, Zach was busy, so we postponed some stuff. Um, movie, very good. Jake, big fan. Um, yeah, it was this, awesome. Was this before or after Paprika? Uh, before. Um, I like this infinitely more than Paprika. Um, yeah, I, better film. <laughs> I think uh, a very interesting podcast would have been to do this and Black Swan because let me tell you, I've seen Black <laughs> Swan and unlike Paprika and Obsession, uh, Inception, this movie, Darren Aronofsky, you need to fucking check your shit. That, that movie is <laughs> identical to this one. Um, I actually have a quote I'm going to read right now. American filmmaker Darren Aronofsky acknowledged the similarity in his 2010 film Black Swan, but denied that Black Swan was inspired by Perfect Glue, Perfect Glue, though his previous film, Requiem for Your Dream, features a remake of a scene from Perfect Blue. So you're telling me... He's lying! He, he used a scene from this movie in one of his movies, but he's like, nah, I, no, this movie, nothing Wait, to do with Black Swan. Nothing at all. No. What? Fucking bathtub scene. No, the bathtub scene is just, uh, it's just a remake of the Black Swan scene, which is in the bathtub. It's, it, it is just... <laughs> it's insane. Um, but no, the movie's great. Zach, what'd you think? Yeah, I uh, watched it today. Uh, I did not, as I've become accustomed to, check Jake's letterbox to see what he thought. Uh, <laughs> so I had no idea how Jake was going to be feeling going into this. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I liked it a lot actually. Um, so it, it was, uh, probably the most, I, I definitely the most visceral and intense anime we've watched for the podcast so far. Yeah. Um, you know, Kira got pretty violent, but this was more grounded in reality than that was. So yeah. this, this, this one hit a little harder. Um, but yeah, it's, it's. It's pretty, uh, it's hard to watch at points, and I think it's definitely, I mean, that was intentional. Um, and the story, the story is definitely interesting, and yeah, like, I will, because you guys, you guys already said it, so I don't really need to go in on it, but yeah, it definitely is Black Swan, uh, from 1997, and from Japan, and animated. 
Yeah, my uh, Zach, my letterbox review, since you haven't read it, I, I wrote, I put perfect blue into turnitin.com, and I'm sorry to report, Darren Aronofsky, you had a uh, 65% similarity report. I'm going to have to uh, report you to the <laughs> Academic Integrity Office and probably expel you. It's, Uh-oh. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's, the it's the whole premise of the movie. <laughs> Huh. I don't know, wait, well, wait, wasn't, wasn't, I mean, one big aspect of this one, Perfect Blue, uh, is, like, the stalker aspect. Man, yeah, I, that I don't, is different. Yeah, so that was, like, the one thing that made this stand out. So it wasn't really, like, Black Swan added something, it just subtracted something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is not what you want, I guess that's fine, because it yeah. added other stuff, but <laughs> maybe. It added yeah, dancing. But- I mean, I don't know. Black Swan had Mila Kunis, so I guess that's original. Um, but um, yeah, no, cool movie though. You got some really, really. Uh, I mean, we've watched more visually pleasing anime movies, but yeah. in terms of story and just execution and just finding a way to keep you engaged uh, with what's going on, this one did it better than any of the other ones we've watched, I think, in my opinion. So this would this is what? Anime number five or six that we've watched for the pod. Okay, let's list them out. Akira. Akira, your name. Your name. My neighbor Totoro. My neighbor Totoro. Spirited away. This is Spirited Away. Paprika. No, paprika. So paprika this is six. six. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite. I would say, yeah, this is my favorite. Um it's it uh, I'm trying to think of like in, like insightful things to say about it, but I, I really I mean at the I, end I, of the day, I was just like, good, like kind of how Brian says, a good, good movie. I have <laughs> some insightful yeah. things uh, I want to touch on. I think, I think the the tw- can we get into spoilers or get into spoilers? Yeah, of course we are. No one, spoilers. no one is listening to this part of the episode if they haven't watched okay. the movie. Yeah, the the twist works so well, and I I wrote this right. in my review that yeah. I when I the twist happened, I was like, wait, shoot, and then I immediately wanted to rewatch the movie because it it creates such a a, a cool dynamic and contrast between you think as i thought i was like damn black swan ripped directly off this and we were going to watch that there had been this dual personality that she had been this two sides of her that she'd been struggling with and it's yeah. while that was developing we were actually watching that someone had basically already gone through a similar thing to her like she had gone yeah. Through this, what happens when, I mean, you can't stay a star forever, and when you lose that, and you lose that part of your life, it sucks, and this person had gone through that, and it had traumatized her, and to watch a character go through that to almost to the breaking point, but then see what we were already witnessing, like, this is what you could become, I thought was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely, I, uh, I mean, I like the twist. Uh, I'm kind of undecided if I liked it more when it was like the other side of her Mima, I think, is that how we say her name? Was that her, the main character's name? Mima. Yeah. yeah Mima. Um, but yeah, twist, twist was well executed. You can definitely see the little hints that they place beforehand. Uh, like looking back in retrospect of little things earlier in the movie that, that, that was, that makes sense. That fits the character. Yeah. Um, but like uh, I, for me, like the thought I had watching it was like to tie it back to like real life or whatever is like, I, it makes, it reminds me of like how society and the media and, you know, pop culture or whatever treats people like Disney stars growing up, uh, like the Disney kids, you know, from like Disney channel yeah. or these movies or whatever. And how like their careers are probably run by adults, you know, when they're at that age, um, 
and just this this pressure and spotlight and like lack of any normalcy that they they have um yeah that's that's what i was thinking of the whole time watching this like or even like to like strip away the disney aspect from it like like britney someone like britney spears or something uh not that she ever really became an actress but like that's like the harsh the harsh reality that this protagonist was facing like i'm sure could easily be you know like compared to like real life pop stars yeah i mean i think it's i think it's an awesome look at celebrity celebrity life and especially that transition to try to do something different because often when you're in such public light you are defined by the thing you do and she's defined by the pop star and that allows i mean i think the stalker side of the story is is a nice extra thing to kind of kind of be a red herring the entire movie because not that it like you you think he has stuff to do with it but he exists as a whole nother component besides her losing herself i mean how upset and toxic fan culture can be um especially when i feel like it's only become worse i mean the internet in the late 90s would not i mean i'm sure it still had had its toxic people but was not near as bad as it is now um but God, just any be... there's a whole youtube account with like i'm i'm sure it has like hundreds of thousands of subscribers or whatever just dedicated to shitting on brie larson like oh, yeah it's like bro like just you fucking incel calm the fuck down you yeah. <laughs> loser like i mean i mean the twist with this one is that like yeah the stalker guy yeah fucked up guy was gonna do some fucked up things but he was not responsible for all the things that we saw in the movie that we thought he was responsible for uh but yeah it's still a very real type of you know evil sick person and that's what like uh you know we're all we're all guys here but like like the fear that a, a woman or a girl like goes through probably with like guys like that in the world, uh, it's just something that like you see it in a movie, uh, and it just you know you shouldn't need a reminder, but it is a reminder like wow like there are just some really fucked up people out there, um, and you know you just got to be conscious of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really fascinating about a a movie from this time period predicting like internet shit like being so ahead of its time with that shit you know what i mean yeah it's yeah. i mean it, yeah it hit it on the nose for how how traumatizing awful that shit can be i mean the amount of people who have hopped off social media or said i need to take a break because i just can't do it anymore um this movie definitely hit it on the head um i think i also think like uh, zach talked about it earlier the the like pressures of the adults in your life to choose certain things i mean like watching her having to because she knows, like, in order for me to get this bigger role, I need to do this scene that might make me uncomfortable. But I'm going to say it's fine. I'm going to say I'm okay with it because I know it's what I need to do. But then to watch her post that scene, she's just broken up and destroyed because, I mean, it is a lot. And it is a lot to do. Um, was heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, like, what actresses have to do in real life. And, like, just that scene that you're talking about, like, the scene where she gets, like, it's her in a scene in a movie within this movie, uh, you know, where she's getting raped at a strip club and that scene just at first I was like, this scene is going on too long. This is gratuitous. Like you didn't need to do this. But then I thought about it. And I'm just like this. I, I It's almost like good that it goes on that long because like, that's how it must feel like for how painstakingly long those so uncomfortable and just 
like brutal situations must be. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, like not only for, obviously for actual rape victims, obviously, but like for even just actresses who have to do these fucked up things uh, in movies sometimes. And yeah, I get it as part of the job, but it, like it's you're an actor, but like at the same time, like this, it's still just it's a. Uh, it, I don't know the way to say it, but it's just, it's hard to watch and you, it makes you think of how hard it is to probably pull off in real life and why it, it's something that would make someone like obviously really uncomfortable because I was just uncomfortable watching it and it's just an animated movie. Yeah. I I think the, uh, to tie it back into our early conversation about Black Swan, Black Swan and her uh, kind of breakdown and deterioration more has to deal with the stress of dance and how high pressure it is but more not in the way of fame, but in the way of I need to beat the other people around me. I need to keep right, my spot. Yeah, she's not really famous in that movie, is she? No, not at all. Um, and I think I think that's why I, I think I like Black Swan as a movie as a whole more. But I think I like the overall theme this movie's trying to tackle. I thought it's just more interesting because of how it predicts what what is happening now and what people go through right yeah i can I, I agree with that i was uh you know what i was thinking while watching it, it was um like it's actually kind of fitting that we watch this in october because honestly this movie was kind of scary at points this would like it oh yeah it was you scary. Could almost, you could almost call this like a horror film uh just to, to like pick out one specific scene and i think this might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it was really effective it's early in the movie where she's like reading that fake website that's like a, like a diary of her life or something. So it's not actually her writing it. And at yeah. first she thinks it's cute. And like she's like reading it like, wow, this person actually like picked up on these little details about my personality, like from my stage presence and whatnot. Um, and as she keeps reading it and the things become more and more specific and the things no longer about, oh, like anything she does on stage or that she does in the public eye, but like things she bought at the supermarket on a specific day, like and the music gets more and more ominous, like and she gets obviously more and more panicked. That was like a scary scene. That was like really yeah. effective horror. This, like that's this, one of the scariest scenes I've seen in an animated movie. This movie I can't had think me of other ones. Spooked twice when the stalker confronts her in the studio and that altercation was terrifying. And Brutal. then at the end, when she's being confronted by her alter self, or what we thought was her alter self, and she's chasing her through like the rooftops and the streets. I was like, I was, it was very, very high tension, very spooky. Um, I think, I think this would be my second favorite anime after your name. I was, I think it does a lot in a very short amount of time. I mean, it's only 90 minutes long and it manages to, I think, do everything very successfully. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you could almost call it a slasher movie. Like, I mean, you got these, I mean, that's, it's got a lot of the, you know, the trademarks of a slasher movie. You have the final girl and you have all these like murders and like, you know, the killer is, you know, some deranged person, or at least we're made to think that, oh, well, they are, but it's not the deranged person we think. Uh, you know, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it, I can't think of another animated movie that, you know, made me this, well, I would say uncomfortable, but, you know, I did watch the Berserk trilogy. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, that's another, that's a rough anime to watch. Um, but this, yeah, this was really effective. Um, I would say the brutality in this one uh, and the gratuity of it uh, serves the plot well, whereas in Berserk, I, I just wanted to die while watching it. Like, that was rough. That was just bad for me. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, definitely a big fan of the movie. 
I uh, believe it was recommended by a good friend of the pod, John Romer. Didn't you say it was like his favorite animated movie or something? Or was that? Yeah, else? I believe so. It might have been his number one. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. You know what? Good recommendation, John. Thank yeah. you. Knocked it out of the park. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys basically said everything, uh, I was thinking, uh, I thought a lot of the, uh, a lot of the shots were very good. I think Satoshi Kone, all of his stuff is really psychological like this. Yeah. It felt like a, it felt like a David Fincher feel to me, honestly, like, like it's like a seven or fight club type movie, literally like a mix of seven and fight club pretty much like with the psyche and the murders and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, uh, there are a lot of good shots. Like one of them, I think my favorite shot. Uh, was when she was running from uh, the from her agent as the uh, when she was running in the climax where mm. it was like uh, she was the chase scene. I'm like, how how she how's the other person running that fast? And then like they run <laughs> past the window. I'm like, oh, very hardly. Like, <laughs> she was with chugged. great determination, they are running that fast. <laughs> that was a really fucking good fucking will on that run. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really good. There's a lot of good, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I that was a really good movie. I don't know if it's uh, my favorite of any that we've watched. It's definitely top three, probably. Very good. Yeah. Any uh, any last thoughts, or are we just you know I'm I we all just kind of in, in agreement that we movie movie good we movie we movie like. good. Go yes. watch it, and then if you have go, go watch it, watch it. If, if, go if you watch somehow that. sat through all this. Without having watched it, yes, go watch it. Sorry for the spoilers, but that's kind of uh, on you at that point. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if we spoiled that much. Well, I guess we didn't say spoilers for Black Swan. Don't no, I mean uh, Black Swan. Go watch Black we spoil- Swan. Yeah. But um, is time for recommendations? Are we missing something? No. Oh, I, Unless okay. You have yeah. I mean, I can just do two recommendations. Sounds good. Um, who wants to start? Uh, I can go. Um, man, I just, mainly because I forgot to bring it up during my week. I was just going to recommend not being a Cardinal fan because you'll just have pain, but you know, either way, rip Bob Gibson anyway, but, uh, yeah, that sucked. Cardinals lost. And then obviously even more importantly and actually more real and sad, Bob Gibson, the best pitcher in our history. One of the best pitchers of all time died that night too. It was just a rough night. Um, but yeah, no actual recommendation. A lot more happy. Uh, Watched the South Park pandemic special last night, and that was honestly way funnier than I expected it to be. Um, they uh, they play on just about everything going on right now um, pretty well, and then, you know, to be meta with it, even acknowledge that this is probably not what people need right now, because, uh, you know, Randy, the character Randy owns the weed farm or whatever, and the pandemic special is this new brand of weed he's giving everyone. And th- so throughout the whole episode, his wife and all the people are like, no one needs a pandemic special right now. This is not what the world needs. People are actually in pain and you're just making a pandemic special. And he's just like, I think this would really help. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> um, is a South Park in season right now? I think this was just a one-off. Uh, I'm sure they'll consider yeah. it part of the new season whenever that ends up actually taking hold. But Because um, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, South Park... We'll probably just suck ass right now. It's just the same bit every week, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do they just do they just quarantine? Like, to ref- I I just don't. <laughs> there was a the bit of the episode was that uh, teachers um, were you know out of schools, and so because the cops had been defunded, 
they take all the cops take jobs as the new teachers of the elementary school and the discipline obviously you would assume that they enact on the students is you know pretty harsh <laughs> but uh, that was good yeah it, i i enjoyed it yeah so the south park pandemic special i guess not even like another wreck for me but also watched the 80s movie fright night this week 80s horror movie you know i said it in my letterbox review but i'll say it again like yeah, nostalgia for, you know, 80s or any other time is ruining Hollywood today because people just remake things and just try to, like, harken back to that instead of going forward. But at the same time, if every movie that came out was, like, 80s horror, I wouldn't complain. Uh, it's just a fun vampire movie with cool practical effects, and it's funny. So I definitely recommend watching that, too. But, yeah, that would be it for me. Um, <coughs> Ooh, um, wow. Ooh. Yeah, I was signing my throat there. Man, um, you smoke a pack before you started today? <laughs> My mom listens to this act. Um, <laughs> so the I'm just going to give some quick hits. Um, music uh, album came out last Friday, uh, Spillage, or two Fridays ago, Spillage Village. It's uh, a rap collective with J.I.D., uh, members of Earth Gang, and a few others. Um, very good. Um, a TV show. Uh, this is mostly because of news that came out today, and uh, there's not much new stuff. So I recommend you go back and watch Glow. Uh, it was announced that it is not getting renewed for a fourth season. And honestly, I think it is O'Brien shaking his head. Why the fuck would you watch something that's not going to get an ending? Here's the thing, Brian. <laughs> I, I think it is Netflix's best original. I I think it is the best thing oh. they have. It is the most consistent. The ensemble is incredible. Um, And it it's a sad. I like this show a lot. Like a fucking a lot. And it's really sad that it's not coming back. So... At least go go give it a shot. Go give it some love. I don't know. Um, and then my last recommendation, um, I watched Call Me By Your Name, um, which is one of the few Aww. movies, uh, I think it came out in 2018 or 2017 that I missed that year. Um, and it lived up to the hype. Um, Timothy Chalamet is great. Army oh, Hammer is great. Yeah, they're great in that movie. That yeah, was a really um, fun one to see with my mother in theaters, <laughs> Jake, let me tell you. I uh, <laughs> I could imagine. I mean, I didn't watch it with my mom, and the first thing I thought when I finished it, I said to myself, "Fuck, why didn't I watch that with my mom?" So yeah, I'm sure that's just a great son mother movie to just for everyone to watch. Everyone can I mean, have that experience. Do you when you never mind? <laughs> no, you... <laughs> no, no. Okay, yeah. Brian, what are your recommendations? My mom again, but whatever. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is uh. I'd recommend, well, first one, uh, there's this game I've been playing with people, uh, my girlfriend, and then she plays it with some other people, and I play it with some other people. It's a, um, you know, like, ghost adventures, like, TV shows, where, like, you're going into, like, they're going into a house, and, like, oh, spirit, are you there? It's, like, a four-player, multiplayer game of that, where you're not even trying to exercise the ghost, you're just trying to get evidence that it's there, and, like, write what kind of ghost it is, and leave. And it's, like, it's really cool. Like, it has, like, voice recognition, so, like, you'll say the ghost's name to, like, piss it off. <laughs> and then, like, the fucking lights will go out, and, like, you're... It's, it's like, genuinely, like, really scary to play with people, like... What's it called? Uh, fa- <laughs> I, I, I keep trying to not say the name because it's terrible. I, I just... It's so hard to spell. It's Phasmophobia. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, in early access on Steam, and I think it's... It's super fucking fun. Like, you'll set up, like, cameras around the house, uh... Just, like, looking for evidence that it exists and, like, you know, a door will lock on you and then, oh, you die. The ghost will kill you. But, like, you're not there to, like, kill the ghost. You're just there, like, to get evidence that it's there and leave. And that's been a lot of fun to play. Sounds like, it's just, spooky. 
It is. It's spooky as hell. Like I if you have a computer that can run it, spooky for spooky season. It, it's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm actually. I, uh, I'm actually. You guys. Uh, not to sidetrack too much. Are you guys big Halloween decoration guys? No. 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 I live in an apartment. Yeah. No. I bet. <laughs> um, you got some. You got a balcony. You could put a little skeleton over it. But I, I'll kill my girlfriend and put her on the balcony or something. That you would be that awfully festive. You, you know, could buy that. Might raise some ethical skeleton. questions though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a house, really quick, as a house, uh, me and my five roommates, we have a committed separately, separate, you know, donation sizes from each of us, but uh, I think around like $120 uh, for all of us to get some Halloween decorations for our house, so I think we're going to do that uh, tomorrow. Um, it's going to be spooky around here, let me tell you. That'll be fun. Um you get, you get I, see that big skeleton in Home Depot? Yeah. I want it. Yeah, I got I fucking want it. I want it so uh, bad. Yeah, you're going to have to up my, your budget, though. My other recommendation is uh, an, the uh, only the only like series that Satoshi Kon directed. Uh, it's called Paranoia Agent, and it's basically like it's like a string of like assaults, just like it's like this kid, like er, like people all are having like a psychological like moment. It's like kind of like it's kind of like an anthology almost. Where it's like there's like a detective like investigating all of it, but it's like, oh, like these people are having like different like realizations and like panics about themselves, like, and then at the very end, like a kid with like roller skates and a metal bat comes up and hits them on the head, and then they pass out, okay. and it's just about like, is this kid real? Like, is it like what is like how, what's the connection here? Like they'll just have like a breakdown, or it's very much like in the vein of like some of the stuff you see in uh. Perfect Blue. It's really, really good. I think it's on Funimation. I think they got the rights to it. But yeah, Paranoia Agent is uh, super cool. Awesome. Um, th- that it? Uh, yeah, I want to call out on um, my listen to, to Critically Pan. I don't know if it was like a week ago or two weeks ago. And they were making jokes that they, they uh, made an acquisition and bought us. They were yeah. saying, yeah, they were saying a lot of things they were going to do to us. They were going to make me do an anime podcast. I don't like any of this shit. Um, we're we're filing a lawsuit. We're going to court. It's like Apple v. Epic. We're Apple. We're gonna win. I don't know. I think we should sell out, boys. <laughs> I on I I I'm, I've been waiting. Did you see? We can't compete uh, with that. We can't compete with what they got going on over there. Did you see what they they're doing for their? They have a girl on the podcast yes. every week. <laughs> they're doing the new hit Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and I'm well, thinking like maybe we. I've actually read some pleasant things about it. I'm not even gonna fake it. I've actually some people have told like, me it's actually surprisingly enjoyable. I'm thinking we watch that and talk about it if the president doesn't die. Because if the president dies between now and next week, I don't even know. Like, we, will we have time to talk about anything else? No. Like, I mean, will anyone like? like <laughs> no, I mean the like, world can, will kind of shut down more so than can you. Oh, dude, fuck, dude. Oh man, Prent, Pence Kamala debate tonight. Fucking two conservatives going at it. Let's fucking go. I it probably will not be as memeable as the last one. It, no, no. I don't, I'm not even looking forward to it. I'm just doing it because I hate myself. I feel I like Kamala. this one might actually resemble a debate. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Kamala rolls up in her cop car. Yeah. It, it's like it's 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 like what what is like more cruel like shock therapy on gay children or like sending that kid's parents to jail for like five years. Because they uh, went to school outside of their school district or something. Uh, like, are you, what, what, what's more cruel there? I, I guess we'll find out tonight. Well, no, I don't think it was out of the school district. I, I think it was like 
I think she like threatened to put people in jail because their kids missed too much school. Regardless, <laughs> if it's adjacent to anything like that, oh man, it's just as problematic. Oh man, I fucking have a good week, everybody. Uh, be a be a good impact on the world if you have it in you. But uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we it's it's tiring. It's tiring. Have a good one. <laughs> what if he dies before I put this up? <laughs>